everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Townsend T Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage, not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Music. And let's continue changing lives. What is up, everybody? It is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in to You're Not Alone with Townsend. Today, I've got Lauren Castleberry. We were just talking about how we've never met in person, but I feel like I already know her. So we got on and we're just like catching up like we're friends or something. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm Townsend. It's nice to meet you. But I have seen (laughs) you. So she's really into farming. She's got a farm and I love that. So I really thought it'd be cool to have that come on the podcast and just talk about how that affects mental health, what that looks like. So Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I love following your social media account. That is that I love that, but that always is a shock to me when people are like, I love watching what you do and following you I get yeah. so invested in it and I'm like I feel like I live a, I lead a pretty boring life but. no what oh my god are you kidding me no shot wasn't it yeah. didn't I message you were you the one it was either you or Jill they're two farmers I follow pretty closely but there was a goat is and, that with me? yeah I think that was yeah. me goat, okay goat, no that is that is not a normal life okay Lauren there was a goat that had been basically frozen. We had a really cold spell. Yeah. And she posted a video of it in the kitchen sink, like in warm water, just holding its head up, trying to thaw it out. That yeah. is not normal. It, the only it, thing I thaw out is my chicken from the grocery store. Okay. Well, it feels very normal to me, though. I mean, that is not the first time I have thawed a goat out. I, I literally messaged him and was like, I need to know how you knew how to do this. Like, that doesn't just come naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, lots of um, trial and error and um, Googling and reading the reading of the books and all the things. And then eventually it just comes second nature. Yeah, I am envious of that. I love that. I would love to be able to be totally self-efficient, like have my own garden, have my own animals. I would just have trouble eating my animals, but that's a story for a different time. I would name them and then I'd be like, I don't think I could eat you now, but it is a very cool Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lead a life that a lot of people wish they could do. We'll put it that way. Like, it's just so cool that you can be like self-sufficient. Yeah, it's cool. Well, you know, we're not, we are somewhat self-sufficient. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to um, lead people to believe that we are fully self-sufficient because we totally are not. Um, But yeah, I mean, we, we grow 
grow the food and um, we butchered some pigs not too long ago. And yeah, so we, we do some self-sufficiency type things. Yeah, no, I love that. I think it's so neat. Okay, well, let's go ahead and hop in. We've already given away a little spoiler, but who the heck is Lauren? So tell us like your title, what your occupation would be called, yeah. kids, married, whatever you want to share. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm Lauren Castleberry and um, I am a 35, I just turned 35. Wow, were well, you not to, sure? As you get older, you have to like... <laughs> Think about it. I just is your birthday 35. today? Was that there was a lot it, of hesitation there? I know. I was like, wait, am I 34? 30? No, I'm 35. Okay. Um, I am a nurse. I'm a registered nurse, is what I guess the occupation like I identify with because that's what I've done for so long. Um, I'm married and I have three little boys. Um Ooh, Yes, girl. Eight-year-old, a um, five-year-old, and then a almost one-year-old. He'll be one-year-old next mm. month. So yeah, I'm a nurse. Uh, the last couple of years though, I've really started to um, pull back on my hours at my nursing job at the hospital mm -hmm. um, to try to give this whole farming market gardening thing a go. Um, so I guess I always feel kind of silly saying, yeah, I'm a farmer because, yeah. you know, when you think of like traditionally a farmer, I mean, this like, you know, old man in his overalls yeah. on his hundreds of acres doing the thing and you know we live on 12 acres um and I'm not an old man in my overalls I'm a 35 <laughs> year old woman in her overalls you know so uh yeah I mean I guess I'm a farmer but I always I hesitate to say that sometimes so. I totally get that yeah but I feel like and that's kind of why I thought it was cool to have you on because I feel like the stereotype of farming has really shifted with our generation I feel like oh, it's gosh, coming yes. back into style and people yes. are getting more interested for sure. And I love that. Yeah, because when you do think of it, you think about an overweight guy in his overalls with a chew in his mouth yes. on a tractor. A hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's just what you think about. But really, nowadays, that's not what it is at all. And I love that. Yeah, I think it's great. I think there is definitely a movement um, back towards uh, farming, toward, almost like a homesteading movement type yeah. thing going on so absolutely yeah. I think COVID really got people into okay well I'm stuck at home what can I do and it's For like sure. farming took a totally different turn during that time yeah yeah I think that um I think you're right I think that the lockdowns and the shutdowns and the things um got people interested in specifically in gardening and growing yeah. food um but I also think that I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself, but I feel like there's a draw towards this farming, gardening, homesteading lifestyle because life now is so hectic and so busy and so stressful. And there's just some, for me, at least there's just some sort of draw towards that simpler, um, just simpler, more sustainable way of life, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what got you into farming and gardening and how long have you been into it? I know you said you kind of dove in two years ago. Yeah. So, okay. So really, I think the seed was planted for me. No pun intended. Many, many years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. No, yeah. I totally didn't mean, I didn't what? mean that. You before. wrote that. You had yeah, to. That I was did. so on. That was so yeah. on. Um. So years ago, I actually was born in Georgia. Um, years and years ago, I lived in Georgia and um, 
my dad and his sister had this uh, hobby goat farm. And those are my best childhood memories. Going to the goat farm at my grandma's house on the weekend, uh, hanging out. My dad would piddle around and do little projects and stuff. And my brother and I would play out on the farm with the goats. We'd get on the tractor, this, that, and other. And those are truly like my best childhood memories. Um, And then we moved to Arkansas when I was 10, I think. Um, And got out of the goat farming thing and, you know, moved to Conway, Arkansas. Anyways, uh, fast forward many years later, my husband and I got married and we moved out here to Greenbrier, um, actually Spring Hill. We live between Conway and Greenbrier. Uh, Moved out here on 12 acres and then we had our first son. And something, when we had our first son, I, I don't know, something was like, get goats. Out of me. Yeah. I'm like, oh my just, gosh, like I've got to give my child this, the, these childhood memories that were so great and so yeah. grand. And so Tyler said, well, you, uh, you figure out how to afford the fencing and the goats and stuff and we'll, we'll make it happen. And so buddy, I'd worked so much over, I was an ICU nurse at the time at UAMS and I was working overtime like crazy and I got ourselves a little herd of goats and um, it just grew from there. And then the gardening came on when I had my second child, my second little boy. And I was really looking for um, something to do with my oldest son. I had kind of that mom guilt where I felt like uh, I wasn't paying him a whole lot of attention because I was, you know, we were in the newborn chaos and I was paying, you know, more attention to the newborn and I was like, what can I do with him that, you know, it could just be like our thing. And so I don't even know why, but I was like, oh, we'll start some seeds. And so we did, we started hundreds of seeds together and we started our first garden that year and we had so much fun. He had fun. I had fun. And then the love just kind of grew from there. Um, and now um, we have a much larger garden space. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just kind of grew from there. That is amazing. I love it. So I try to grow vegetables like every year and it's like super exciting, but it is so much work. I don't think people give you enough credit Mm because I can keep them. And then like the next day they're dead. And I'm like, what the heck happened? It's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. It's so much work, Um, especially it's funny. And, you know, in the spring, at the end of the winter and then into the springtime is when you really, you know, you get ready to start a garden and then kind of beginning of the summer into spring you plant your garden and the weather's so great and it's so nice and so you plant this massive garden and then the real work comes in the heat of the summer and you're like oh my gosh what have I done and I mean it's a lot of work yeah absolutely absolutely there's something about digging your fingers into the dirt though that's like so therapeutic and I think people like you said I think people kind of lost that especially I keep referring back to our generation because obviously that's what I relate to but social media and computers and technology is just around us 24 7 we're Mm -hmm. on call 24 7 you have to post and content and work can get a hold of you so something about disconnecting and sticking your hands in the soil even for like five minutes you know we were talking about seeing the sunshine you're like god it just changes your total aspect on everything makes you a new person Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, And I even have to, you know, I share what I'm doing out here on social media because we're, I I really am. I'm trying to start like a business. I'm trying to supplement our income. I'm trying to pull away from 
the nursing side of it um, and get more into the gardening farming side of it. Um, and so I do post a lot on social media, but sometimes I just have to like leave the phone and just like be out there in the garden, in the dirt. And yeah, I mean, it's just, um, it's really like, I mean, I don't mean to sound dramatic, but it's like life giving really. There are so many things in life that are life sucking. uh, But that is one thing that just really, it's good for me personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd have to agree. So I feel like we talked about this earlier. I feel like the popularity and it's almost becoming a fad for lack of a better term, but I really mm-hmm. feel like people are like, okay, cool. This is the cool thing to do. Let me give it a try. But what advice would you give for those people that are wanting to get started maybe in gardening? Um, you're right. It is uh, kind of a fad in a way, um, which is, I'm not, I don't say that. No, that's a great a fad, fad to start. Um, but the downside of that, we talk about social media and stuff is, you know, you, you can get on social media and you can see all these people that appear to be doing all the things and it looks so great and so glamorous. Um, and so you can really get in over your head pretty quick. And so um, I would say just for anybody wanting to, you know, I don't, I don't know what your goal is. Is it homesteading? Is it gardening? You know, what is it? I would say start small, definitely start, but start small. Like if specifically, if you're wanting to garden, like, pick a few things that you know you like to eat or your family likes to eat and try that out. Don't, um, don't set yourself up for failure by creating this massive garden. And then the real work comes like we talked about in the middle of the summer when it's stinking hot. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm over my head. I can't do this. Um, yeah. So pick something, start small and then grow from there. Absolutely. I have. So like I said, I love doing the garden. I have like, I gradually like every spring or so get a little new, like a new bed for it, you know, yeah, and I only have like, great. I think I have, I think I have like four beds and that's a lot. It is. Yeah. Like, and, it's, and it's, it's nowhere near acreage or anything like that, but yeah, just one bed. And I had like, let's see, probably six things in there. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh God, so much. Cause you got to research how to do it and how to grow it. So I think that's yeah. great advice. Right. And, and the thing is like in your garden space, you probably can produce a pretty good amount of food too. Like you don't have to have a ton of space to, to produce a lot of food. Right. Um, so yeah, you could definitely start small and still have a, a really good harvest at the end of it. Absolutely. I ate spinach for days. Yeah. That's what I yeah. grew. I had. Yeah. And you're like, for- and then you're like, I put the work in to grow this. I'm oh. eating it. I did not let a leaf go bad. I ate that salad for days and days. My friends were sick of me. (laughs) This will not go bad. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I licked the bowl and it was done. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we kind of touched on this a little bit, but how do you feel like farming affects mental health? Like, can you tell a significance between, let me rephrase that, tell a significant difference between the days you've been outside gardening versus the days you've been stuck inside a hospital. Like I want to relate it back to mental health on the podcast. How do you feel like that? That goes for you. Um, so I can't explain, I cannot explain the why really, but I can, I can tell you, yes, I do notice a huge difference. Um, and I, I hesitate sometimes to compare like this farming journey with my nursing career because um, I am really grateful for my nursing career and I do get a lot out of it. But I will tell you that on the days that I spend in the hospital working all day long, um, 
it, it never fails. I leave there exhausted mentally, physically. Um, and I just feel drained and I don't really know why that is. And I don't know if it's because I'm just giving so much of myself. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I feel very physically and mentally drained when, when I, anytime I work at the hospital, um, on the flip side, when I'm outdoors working in the garden or, or, you know, working around the farm or whatever, I mean, I can put in, it can be, it can literally be in the middle of August, you know, hundred plus degree day. And I can be outside working my tail off all day long, um, manual labor. And I can come back in still exhausted physically, but something about that at the end of the day, mentally, I feel so fulfilled. Yeah. And, and like why that is, I don't know. I don't know if it's, you know, maybe cause I've been in the sunshine all day. I, something about being outdoors and doing the things that I'm, I'm really passionate about, I guess, sure. um, they leave, it doesn't matter how hard the work is at the end of the day, if I put the effort in, if I put the hard work in, I feel, I leave feeling so satisfied and so gratified, um, and just in a better place mentally. Yeah, absolutely. That really answers your question. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I think there's been a bunch of research and studies showing like We need to take our shoes and our socks off for a minute and just like feel the dirt under our feet. We need to put our fingertips in dirt. We need to, you know, you're supposed to have at the very least 15 minutes of sunshine on your face a day. And so I think, and that wasn't to say like healthcare is not good for your mental health at all. Mostly just saying like, it's important to get outside for a minute, like to be locked in four walls. Everybody has to do it. You have a nine to five job or mm-hmm. whatever, but just remember like getting outside is so good for your mental health. Yeah. And there are days, you know, the, the department I work in, in the hospital, there, there are no windows or anything. We're, right. this, this sounds terrible. This sounds no. like, no, 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 this is, uh, but yeah, I mean like there's no windows. And so there sure. are days that I can literally walk in in the morning and, and not see daylight until I leave. But the moment that I walk out of the doors, it's just like, oh, this is so yeah great to be outdoors, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think anybody, again, with a desk job, for sure, you don't have windows. You're in your little cubicle and things like that, which again, you've got to make ends meet. People love their job, especially healthcare. I do healthcare as well. Um, Like I have my master's in there and it is, it's very exhausting. I love giving to people. Geriatrics are my love, but something about stepping outside is just fulfilling for me rather than like you said, pouring yourself out. It's something Mm -hmm. good for me for just a little bit. So I love it. Okay. We got to go back to the video I saw of the goat because I, I I don't know about you. I'm incredibly impressed by this because again, something about trial and error in this specific situation terrifies me. So there's an animal, you know, literally frozen outside. You bring him inside in the sink and you're just like posting a video. Like it's no big deal. And you're like, well, we're going to see if he survives. He's a piece of ice right now, but whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like hanging on the edge of my seat. Like what happens next? Turns out he did. He was okay. You warmed him up. Yeah. And he was fuzzy. And and disclaimer, I was actually shocked. I was like, this thing, this goat's going to die. Like, because (laughs) especially like livestock, once they get to a certain point, there's really no return. And this guy, I mean, he hardly had a heartbeat. Like I had my stethoscope out. I was listening. I was like, he's going to die. And yeah, it was like, to paint people a picture that are listening, it was almost like if you had a trophy 
that's how stiff he was and then you stick him in the water so it's like like clicks (laughs) (laughs) laughing it's so sad that sounds terrible but it's no but it's true it was literally true okay so for me personally like I'm extremely sensitive I love animals I love nature so do you feel like the passing of animals and the sickness in all the animals do you feel like that affects your mental health because I know y'all have goats Uh, and you have animals and like how do you Um, deal with that yep so yes and no um I have had animals livestock you whatever you want to I mean really our goats are more like pets than livestock exactly yeah um I've had them die and you know there wasn't a whole lot we could do um it wasn't necessarily a preventable thing um and those sorts of things like I'm I'm more okay with I mean it's sad but it doesn't really affect me other than I mean this is sad but every everything has a time and you know everything circle of life yeah um there have definitely been instances where I have felt that the death was probably a result of um, poor care on my part. Like maybe uh, I, I didn't, um, maybe I didn't recognize the sickness or a lot. So a lot of livestock, they'll, they'll die from parasites. You know, you got to worm them on a regular basis. And maybe, maybe I didn't foresee that um, the signs of, parasite overload or, or sure. whatever um those sorts of things do kind of mess with me a little bit because I felt like they were preventable and they were more of a result of my lack of paying attention or yeah my lack of action uh so those things yeah th- those can affect me but um they're also really good learning experiences that sure. hey I need to pay you know these animals depend on me they, they they don't have anybody else they can depend on and so um anytime I've experienced something like that, it's, it's ended up making me a, a, a better livestock owner at the end of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I asked that for a reason, but let me touch on two things. One, I feel like what an amazing learning experience for your kids too. Oh yeah. Like, you know, the yeah. circle of life and how that works and how to one for show sure. care and passion and then explain yeah. how things pass away. I love that. Um, yeah how okay so for people wanting to get started with animals how the heck do you learn one I didn't even know parasite things was was a thing and this is why I'm like this would terrify me I'd be like this thing depends on me yeah how the heck do you learn these tips and tricks about animals like I know you said google and books is that like what you depend on kind of yeah uh yes and no um so when we first got started in goats um really (laughs) kind of sounds silly but uh, there was a face like a local Facebook group. Yes. That oh yeah. Had, like it's it was it's called goats in goat stuff. Like yes. goat letter in goat stuff. So anyway, yeah, like it found found a few mentors through that. And I mean, I was asking questions all the time. So I, I think that, you know, if you can find a mentor or someone someone who knows a little more than you, yeah. uh, that's that's always a good route. Um, touching back on social media and stuff. I don't know. Sometimes you have to be careful with anybody can put information out there nowadays. You know, that that would be my concern would be just the wrong thing from Joe Blow because he said, Um, so yeah, I I have found several mentors in in different aspects of our farming journey that I feel comfortable um, reaching out to and asking questions and 
Um, and then from there, you know, it's just, it, a lot of times it is, it's just trial and error and, yeah. and you learn like the, the thing with the goat in the, in, in the hot water. I mean, uh, that's not the first time I've done that. I mean, that, it's just that is insane and error. to me. Yeah, yeah. And that's because uh, a couple of years ago, I, I experienced the same thing. We had a goat that gave birth in the middle of a stinking ice storm, you know, and the things were frozen solid and reached out to my goat mentor. And she's like, put, technically what you're really supposed to do. This also sounds terrible. You're supposed to get like a trash bag or a plastic bag or whatever. Right. And like, put their body like yeah. up to their neck, you know, and then put them in the water. Yeah. Um, I did not have the, the video you saw. I didn't have a bag on hand to put the I would have been traumatized like, by that. So like, I know it looks awful. I was like, but she's like, put your goat in a bag and put it in the water. And I was like, okay. like I'm sorry. So that's what, what I did. And so now I just know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it makes total sense. Makes total sense. But at that yeah. point I've been like, he's a goner. I have I know. <laughs> and I would have had a mental breakdown. That's, that's what I'm getting at is yeah. how do you yeah. avoid mental breakdowns with this? So, okay. So all that to come back around to what does self-care look like for you? So obviously it is a ton of work. There are things that happen yeah. that you just can't help. What does it you know, look like for you to take care of yourself? You know, self-care used to be uh, farming and gardening until I of tried to, attempted to turn it into an actual career. And now it's like, oh my gosh, I got to find new self-care. So, um, Probably number one self-care thing for me is to get to the gym and work out. I'm, okay. I'm also, I don't think I mentioned in the beginning, I'm a um, group fitness instructor at a gym. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I teach every now and then at a gym in town, but um, exercise is huge for me. So I've, I've, if my husband were here to tell you right now, if I don't, if I go a few days without working out, I'm kind of a bear. The so. real Lauren comes out. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, physical activity, exercise is big for me. And then um, here recently, I've been macrameing a lot. Okay, what did you say? Macrameing? You don't know what that is. Uh, no, probably, not at all. It's probably because you're not an 80-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. uh, deep uh -huh. down yeah. in my soul, so, I am. Um, if I, I could go over there and show you, I've got some over there, but you know, those like, um, those like plant hangers you see, oh, yeah. those ropes, that's macrame. It's, it's basically, you're just tying a bunch of different fancy knots and okay. you're creating these things, plant hangers. And, um, I made some earrings. And so anyways, that's lately awesome. I've been really into mac macrame. Tyler's wow. like, yeah, I put the kids to bed at night. I get myself a glass of wine and I macrame. And you macrame. And so, wow. Yes, it's a oh lot of boy. fun. Wild Friday night. Yeah. Yes. So basically exactly. a 90-year-old woman did this all the time and they're like, oh, we're going to call that macrame after your name. Macrame, yeah. Yeah, macrame. And then some weirdo, some weirdo like me saw a few YouTube videos and was like, I want to do this. And so I do it. I love it. I actually know exactly what you're talking about. I love it. Absolutely. Okay. And it's, I'm better, not... than, it's better than sitting on my couch, scrolling my phone all night long. I mean, I'll just macrame. You just macrame. I, I'm just going to start saying that word just because yeah. it's fun. You know what? I think I'm going to go macrame and people are going to be like, what is that? And I'm like, I don't really know. You can't, just come over here one night and we'll macrame together. Okay. So we talked about self-care for you. Where can people find more resources for beginning gardening and farming? Hmm. Um, okay. So there are, gosh, we live in an 
age where there's information literally at your fingertips. So, um, this sounds very unprofessional for me to say, but I mean, literally a quick Google of most of your questions and you could, you could find the answer, but, um, I mean, there are a lot of really good resources. So like specifically for gardening, your local extension office, they are a wealth of knowledge and they are free and they also give you money sometimes. I mean, Mm. I just got a huge grant for, to put a big high tunnel, another high tunnel out, um, in our garden area. So I would say the extension office is a great place to start. Um, cause they're also trained to give you information specifically for your area, you know, cool. like works for me and my area may not work for that person over, you know, on the other side of the U S or whatever. Um, but yeah, there, there are other, uh, resources as well. There are, books and um one of my favorite books for gardening and and farming in general is called the lean farm um so yeah I mean a lot lot of information a lot of uh, resources out there yeah I could just follow your Instagram get tips and tricks let me ask this if I said my music office had vegetables in it could I get a grant if I just said I was growing vegetables in here in there um, I'm kidding okay every listen um are they gonna come look <laughs> I mean don't I, answer my, that. my my life motto is uh what is the phrase ask uh do now yeah, ask, ask permission later or yeah ask yeah exactly. later. that's my that has been my motto for quite some time Lauren so. Lauren my don't. advice is gonna be just go for it see what don't, happens don't tell people this stuff don't give people this feedback I was kidding. Everyone was saying, oh, I would oh yes, win. yes. You definitely should not do that. Then. No. <laughs> You're going to be like, what? We thought Tabs and Lauren were so nice. No, I love it. I love it. Lauren, thank you so, so much for joining us. I feel like, I mean, I got to go. Like, I got to go put my hands in some soil. Like, I need to go garden right now. It's 40 degrees outside, but you've inspired me. I got to go do it. I've got so. a lot of work to do outside. And no. Road, so you come on. Uh, you know, I don't, yeah, no, I changed my mind. Never mind. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I would love to hang out with you whenever you give me yes. a call. Let's do it. Let's hook up. Well, that's it. <laughs> that caught me so off guard just then. That is awesome. Yes. A little macrame, a little guitar, a little vegetable. As long yeah. as you feed me like homemade food from your garden. Yeah. My husband makes sourdough. That's the thing. That's the, here's what you don't know about me. I will grow all the food in the world, but I won't cook it. Shut your mouth. So, Fun fact: I'm a great cook. Oh my gosh, we were meant I'll to be friends. It, you cook it. We're meant to be friends. Let's do yeah. it. Yes. All right. I tell everybody that's on the podcast. I hate to tell you, but you basically signed a verbal agreement that we're going to be friends from now on. I check in on my people, so I'm going to be checking in on you, making sure all is good at the awesome. farm at Lawrence Farm. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me, Lauren. I hope you have a fantastic evening. Great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. If you'd like to hear the rest of this interview, visit patreon.com slash townsandteammusic. And don't forget, you can also watch the interviews on our YouTube channel at townsandteammusic YouTube. Okay, guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area, but they're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. 
I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest. I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you.